Where were we? Finn just got done lying to his boss who pays him a fair wage. Doubt. He was told to contact Patterson if there's anything to report. After Sam and Philip are done with their looking over of the film, and I think you guys are going to reconvene as a group and decide whether or not this is worth investigating further or not. After Sam and Philip have finished putting their heads together about this whole thing, they're going to ensure that the film is properly binned and separate from the projector. The door is locked. They go back to the main office. And that's where we start the scene. Anything interesting? Boss man called asking about the projector and uh, a couple other missing items. Missing items, you say? What might those have been? So, a very specific Latin poetry book. Um, a weird bull for making alcohol in. And another book that he mentioned that I have no clue what he's talking about. So, this uh, Cretanus curator has decided that the Book of Latin Poetry and the Polynesian Distillery Bowl are valued artifacts. The poetry book is, it's, it's, it's graduate student sulpetry. Uh, he's saying that the, the curator's journal is, um, has been stolen. He. Not a journal. The, um, book or something, a dark hold or something like that. I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, a plain-looking book, he said. No title. Just dark hold. I mean. If there was no title on the book, how would he know what the name is dark hold? You know, that's a good question to ask your, um, your curator friend, because he's the one who said that's missing. That credit is not my friend. Ah, dark hold. Dark hold, dark hold, dark hold. What would I roll to see if I know what Darkhold is? Occult. The book, it's believed to have been written by a god. Heavy on the finger air quotes, okay? And it tells the tale of how all the Elder Gods became corrupt and began murdering each other and started practicing dark and forbidden magic. And so he then decided to write down all of his knowledge. It is fabled to have an elder god's instructions on forbidden magic. If you believe in elder gods. It is mainly thought to be by a lot of scholars that have seen it. They feel it's more along the lines of the Necronomicon seems to be based in reality more so than this book does. So this book is tossed aside as the workings of a crazed person who had a almost like a schizophrenic belief. So at the mention of Darkhold, Philip will grasp the bridge of his nose between thumb and forefinger. Curator Doyle believes that an unbound tome supposedly written by a god and is a treatise on how to cast forbidden magics as the gods of the world go insane and try to kill each other, 
as guards are wont to do. Is an artifact worth wasting Agent Patterson's time? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, that does seem right up our alley. Alhazred's works make more sense than Darkhold does. It's it's not even a myth. It's a flight of insanity. Isn't that what we're supposed to be looking into? I think he just wants to hide the hidden lore for himself. <sighs> Either way, did Patterson say where he was so I can call him back and let him know about this stuff or ask him questions about what he wants us to lock this thing up with? Should be in his office. Just ring him up on the telly. All right. I'm going to step out of the dining area and go make a call to Agent Patterson. Dial him up on the old telephone. Mr. Patterson. So I get back and I got one guy trying to suffocate me by hugging and another girl in a fetal position after supposedly watching this movie you sent them to go and get. Your point, Samuel. What do you want us to do with this movie? Because the two people that didn't watch it were fine. I wasn't a part of this. You had me going away on that other thing. So what was your original intentions with this thing? Samuel, our mission is clear. If we, we find items that pose a danger to society at large, this item, we received a phone call from uh, the higher-ups at Miskatonic University, said there was some trouble with an item. It caused an issue with a few employees. I directed all of you. Well, not you, Sam, because you were working that other project. And they went up and did the best they could, I believe, in determining whether or not this item was dangerous. And to their credit, Samuel, it seemed to be dangerous as they brought it back with them, tested it, and found that, yeah, it's dangerous. So um, kudos to them because I would rather have that in our possession than in some university storage closet where it could have done a lot greater harm. But now we need to know, I'd like to know, where did this come from? Who made this? What was the purpose of it? But if you guys can't find that out and you have no leads, then by all means, just lock it up in a closet and we'll move on to the next problem. Do you have any leads? Forgive me for stating outright, but I mean, if you're upset with us, then, you know, just come on out and say it. I'm not upset. So far, I'm doing, uh, I think you guys are great. I did have to feel the phone call from a curator who was upset that some items of his were taken without him being notified. So that didn't make me happy that I now have to worry about you guys taking items. But you guys are doing a great job. I'm sorry if I sound short, but I have other teams, other problems that I'm dealing with. I Innsmouth, Massachusetts. Does. There we go, Sam. So that's a lead. Are you going to check it out or no? If you're wanting us to find out the origin of this thing, then I would say that's where we would have to go. If you wanted us just to lock this thing up, then I would say the job is done. I didn't know the details of what job you wanted us, so 
if you're wanting us to investigate this and find out where more it came from and whatnot, then yeah, you need to send us to Innsmouth, Massachusetts. Sam, when I got the call that there was an issue with an item, I didn't know what it was. I sent a team to go and investigate. They then brought it back, and it sounds like it's a problem. That needs further investigating. Do you feel the same? Yes. I'm trusting you guys as a team to determine this. If you feel it deserves further investigating, then please go to Innsmouth and find out what's going on. What was the intent when they did this? How did they do it? As far as I know, I'm told it's a film on a projector. Samuel, what is what is he saying? What, what should we be doing? Sam puts his hand over the receiver end. He wants us to figure out how it was made, what's going on with it, and if it's more of a problem. In other words, he wants us to go to Innsmouth. Well, then fine. We'll go to Innsmouth. Just tell him that the the movie is short, like it's it's first person, like we're seeing through the eyes of the gentleman who is in the hospital being injected full of uh, dangerous fluids. That's a good point. The really weird thing is it was like we were looking through the eyes of someone. Not like it was an obvious film. It was like we were experiencing and seeing what was happening as it was happening. That's what they explained to me. So as long as you clear us to go to Innsmouth, we'll head on up and get going there to see what we can try to figure out. Shot from the perspective of an individual. Yeah. And leads to feelings of depression. Almost like a consciousness transference onto celluloid. I don't know if you'd want to say consciousness transferal because somebody's, they're conscious. They are aware of what they are doing. They are. Consciousness transferal. They are aware of them moving. No, 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 Sam, you misunderstand. The person in the film, think about the person in the film. Their consciousness transferred into film. More like their emotions. All right, go to Innsmouth, check it out. See if you could identify who this person was. How did he make this film? What's going on? Who's the little girl? Where is she? And also, I want full details. I want it handwritten because I'm not watching the film. I want it handwritten in detail. Everything that happens in the film, I'd like that messengered over to me prior to you leaving for Innsmouth. I'll see if I can get it out of Bruno and Cookie. I can't make any promises with the way that movie left them. You'll do the best you can. Pretty much. Anything else? Nope. You asked for an update once I got here and got things settled. I'm giving you said update. I'm going to go do what I can to get this stuff out of them, and then, yeah, I'll let you know that when we're headed up to Innsmouth. Oh, did you tell him about the book? Um, that that uh, that crazy spell book that he believes that we stole, that we did not steal? What is Philip rambling about? Something about a book. What about the book? Just put him on the line. Sam, okay. I don't have time for this. I'll hand the phone over to Philip, and I'll go find Bruno and Cookie. Uh, yes, yes, Agent Agent Patterson. Um, I, I believe you were telling uh, Young Finn about um, a book named Darkhold. 
Uh, it's a book that the school that Miskatonic refers to as the Darkhold. Yes, it's missing. Don't tell me you took it. No, no, no. It's 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 worthless. It's it's the ravings of a madman who thinks that. Uh, the gods have eaten each other, and he wrote down all of the knowledge on how to create dark spells. It is... It's nothing. I don't understand why Director Doyle believes he has it, and if he had it, why he's lost it. Well, Curator Doyle called this morning and reported three items as missing from his storage closet. The same storage closet you guys were in. Yes, yes. Finn remarked upon a, a book of uh, Latin poetry written by a graduate student, uh, I believe in his third year, and a Polynesian bowl used to ferment uh, alcohol by spitting in it. Uh, they were on the projector tray as well, and so they ended up in the van, I believe. Either way, they showed them to me. They believed that they were dangerous artifacts because they were with the projector. I set them straight, and we will have them carried back to Arkham as, uh, just before we leave for Innsmouth. Okay. And as far as, you know, what Curator Doyle wants, well, it's his museum. And I don't need him calling upsets, trying to say that we're stealing things from him. So if we can return the items that we have, great. Yes, yes, I will ensure there is a written explanation penned by mine own hand uh, regarding the return. apology would be fantastic. Uh, Thank you, Philip, for volunteering. Uh... Very well, Agent Patterson. Was there anything else we can assist you with before we go to Innsmouth? No. Let's have a check-in when you guys get to Innsmouth, see if you find anything out. Meanwhile, tell Sam I'm still working on that uh, that unfortunate project. There's been some new developments, but I want to wait till you guys get back from Innsmouth before we launch you guys into investigating that whole mess. Mm, yes, another morass of villainy and occultism. I look forward to it. Yes, we'll bring you from the bed and breakfast once we arrive. Anything else? Mm, no, I don't believe so. As I said, we will ring you from the lodgings when we arrive. Then, yeah, so you guys going to head out to Innsmouth. It's still, like, mid-morning. You guys can get out that way, probably be there by the afternoon. But you do have to get those items written up for Patterson. Details of the movie. What is the role to write out an official report? So the two, Philip and, and Samuel, get a full report together. Philip, do you write that apology, or do you just write a, here's your stuff back? Philip, being well-versed in the language of language, will write a flowering piece of prose that, on its surface, would look like an apology. But if one was to delve into the use of language that one would find in any corporate office, he is really telling the director to fuck off and die. But here's his stuff. You're talking about such descriptors as regards instead of kind regards or warm regards. No greeting, it's just Director Doyle. Other such things as, you know, somehow found in our possession. Clearly, this was an act of poor organization. 
engendered from a misaligned leadership. You know, all this crap that uh, Philip doesn't care. Philip was told to write an apology that wasn't going to be a good one. So you get that stuff written up for him. You secure the film and the uh, projector separately. And you guys are going to go to Insmith. Do you guys need to do anything else before you go? Philip needs to make sure his suits are cleaned. He is going to ensure that his tea service is packed and ready to go with the rest of his stuff in his valise. I hope that cup can never be undented. He will draft a bill of repair to the local uh, antique stores, to the silversmith, and he will forge Bruno's signature on the pay invoice if he has to. (laughs) It will be fixed. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Oh, that was one hell of a drive. I don't understand why you feel it was so long. Really, it was nothing at all. Just got to make sure to log your uh, your hours in the car for payday. Good point. Make a few extra, few extra bucks off that one. Yes, well, I will leave that to you. I believe I have a room at a bed and breakfast with my name upon it. Indeed, and as you all are climbing out of the vehicle, gathering your bags, your phallus, you're on a little coastal New England city, Innsmouth. You're going to be kind of in the center uh, along the little waterway. It's a very sleepy little New England town. It's a gray, wintry day today, so it looks a little gloomy and sleepy. Everything's that weathered gray siding that you often see in coastal New England towns with the white picket fences and the white trim, all of that. But there is the inn at Innsmouth. There is a vacancy, and you guys can go inside, get a room, talk to the innkeeper, and I guess figure out what it is you're doing here. I'm going to imagine that Philip goes up and goes inside. After all, he is the one that made the reservations, leaving us to unload the car and carry the heavy things. Oh, yes, absolutely. So as he goes inside and and Bruno starts unloading bags, he's going to turn to Finn and say, if he's was driving, maybe it'd be Hazard Bay. I'll second that. Right, he's quite, um, should really learn how to drive. Philip is going to make his way into the inn. I imagine that there's a little bell above the door that rings as he opens up the door to walk into this inn at Innsmouth. Mm hmm. There is the distinct little tinkle, tinkle, tinkle sound of the little silver bell ringing. And as you enter this inn, you will see a little desk like in the foyer area. And uh, you'll see to the left a dining area. To the right, it looks to be the parlor. There are stairs over to the right, but, you know, to the side of it, not right in front of you, but to the right, going up the stairs. And it looks to be a hallway going to the back 
of the house, maybe to offices or private quarters of the innkeeper. And speaking of the innkeeper, there is a gentleman behind that desk. He's in his mid-50s. He's a Caucasian gentleman. He's very conservatively dressed. When you look at him, Philip, you'll see his eyes are just larger than most. And maybe, maybe it just a bugged out a little, just a little bit more. Not like deranged looking, but just more than usual. And his mouth is very thick lipped. The skin of his cheeks, his clean-shaven cheeks, very coarse and pitted. He sounds like a delightful fellow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As he hears the bell ring above the door, he'll put down the newspaper and look at you and stand. Those thick lips will extend into a wide smile and... Hello? Welcome, welcome to the Inadensement. Yes, thank you. Quite, quite well. I have placed a reservation for a number of suites for me and my compatriots. We have arrived recently from down south. Sarah told me about the guests that we were going to have, and, and, oh, pardon my manners. I am Elijah, Elijah Collins, the, the innkeeper here at the Inn at Innsmouth. Good, Mr. Collins. It is a pleasure to meet you, I, I assure you. I'm Philip Weisel. I believe we have a number of suites, one of which is reserved for my own August person. Sir, and he'll kind of turn around to a a bunch of uh, keys uh, on little pegboard hook things uh, behind the desk, and he'll look at them all, and he'll start grabbing five of them. He'll pull one of them with a gold tassel, and he goes, well, here you go, sir. Then for a man of your your Stature, this one would be for you. Capital. I enjoy Innsmouth already. Your hospitality is something to be told tales of, and I will be certain to tell those tales to everyone I speak to when I return to Boston. Uh, excuse me. Uh, which room... What are the orders of the rooms here with that gold tassel? Are they all next to each other? Are we, like, all spread out throughout everywhere? How's that working out? How about this? If you guys have all your bags, I'll just, um, I'll just show you. And he looks a little embarrassed. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I think we got everything out of there. Um, if not, it's not that big of a deal. We can always just walk back to it and get everything. If you're ready, I'll, I'll take you up the stairs. And so he'll walk from around the desk and head to the stairs. And you'll see as he walks around the desk, his legs are kind of long. I mean, he seems to be all leg and not much a torso. His feet are also like a big feet. His hands are kind of a little extra big. And if you guys want to do a spot hidden, I'll let you. Finn's too busy bringing luggage in from into the foyer. He's got like four suitcases stacked up. Two from his hands, and then his hands out in front of him like a T-Rex with two more on top of them that is just blocking his face. And all of them belong to Philip. When he goes to the stairs and he puts his hand on the rail and kind of looks back, you know, indicating for you guys to just follow him on up, 
those of you that pass that hard or success um, will notice that his fingers just very slightly webbed. Huh. Well, it's only to be expected in an oceanside uh, village. So as he takes you up the stairs, he's going to head towards a room at the far end of the hall, and he'll look back at Philip and he'll say, this is the your room here, sir, and just use your key and, and uh, make yourself comfortable. Uh, we are serving dinner uh, at 5.30 sharp in the dining hall. Of course, you don't have to have dinner here. You can enjoy one of the local restaurants in town if you prefer. Capital. And Philip is going to unlock the door to the best room in the Inn and Innsmouth with his gold tassel key and step inside. And when Philip does that, Elijah Collins will turn around and he'll go across the hall to another room and he'll pull a key with a navy blue tassel. And he's going to look the Sam a little sheepish and he'll put the key in and open the door. And, and this one's like right next to. Yeah, right across the hall, and he'll kind of sheepishly say, all the rooms are basically the same. It's just Sarah got different colored tassels, and sometimes people like to be made to feel special. <laughs> uh, yep. Um, is there any other one farther away from that room? Um, yeah, at the opposite end of the hall, if you... I'll take that one. Oh, okay, so he'll look to Bruno and Finn and Cookie, uh, whoever would like this room. As I said, they're all basically the same. If possible, could I have one closer to the um, to the bathroom, please? Okay. So we'll put um, Philip at the top of the stairs. Bruno will be across the hall from him. Then there's a room next to Philip on the same side of the hall. And then at the other end of the hall, there are two rooms across and then there's the bathroom. So that would put Sam and Cookie at the other end of the hall, opposite way from the stairs by the bathroom. Finn in between. And then at the top of the stairs, Bruno and Philip. Okay. Finn gets the one room he didn't want right next to Philip. So you guys can get settled in. Where do you want to go? As I said, dinner is 5.30 sharp. What time is it now? It is about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sure Philip may want tea soon. In fact, Philip is already unpacking his tea service, so he may begin the time-honored ritual. Cookie will unpack her luggage and head to the facilities to clean up the road dirt. I'm going to go knock on Sam's door. Just like... Sam walks over and opens the door and... Oh, hey, Bruno. What's going on? Come on in. So he walks over and starts trying to figure out where his luggage is going to go and what's going where. You, uh... You want to take a walk around town, see what we can see, maybe take some pictures, and then we can meet back here for dinner? Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, we going to grab everybody else, or how we want to do this? I'll look past. You see your stuff is all still packed up. Uh, I'll meet you downstairs. I'll let everybody else know. 
you uh, you still packed. Yeah, it's um, just yeah. The last trip, and then getting thrown right into this trip, it was kind of just easier to leave it all packed and just go. It, it can wait. I'm not stressed. I'll meet I'll meet you downstairs in the lobby. All right, I'll let the rest of them know, and then I'll go door to door knocking on everybody else's rooms to be like Sam and I are heading down towards the water to just get a look around town, and we'll be back at five thirty sharp for for dinner. Assuming anybody knock on his door. I'll definitely knock and be like, yo, we going out back for dinner. Yes, yes, very well. I will phone the agent and inform him of our arrival. After tea. And I'll, of course, let Finn and Cookie know. Um, yeah, I'll come along. Finn just leaves everything in the suitcase. Not unpacking it. Because, you know, in case he has to leave last minute, um, and heads right out with uh, Bruno. So I'm hearing all four of you are going, and Philip will remain at the inn like a dignified man drinking tea. Yes. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. My intrepid quartet. You guys find yourself heading downstairs. Back to that main reception area. I'd like to tip the innkeeper for giving me the room of my choice. Miss, that's quite all right. I understand that a woman has certain necessities, and absolutely we should have automatically put you at that closest room. You don't need the tip. I absolutely have to. I really appreciate your kindness. And I reach both of my hands out to like kind of take his and put the coin in it. Oh, he'll extend his hand out and his hands will envelop your hands. They feel rough, like he's been a worker. He's worked with his hands. You can tell he takes care of the house. He's probably chopping wood. I mean, his hands are callous. The hands of somebody who works for a living. Hasn't been counting money all his life. And I just hold them and tell them, thank you so, so much, sir. Um, I see that you work hard to keep this place in order. It's absolutely beautiful. Big white smile again. And no, it's our pleasure. Me and uh, Sarah are just happy that we can have so many great visitors coming and see our little town. Do you have any suggestions of spots to really check out? I've heard about the theater here. The theater? The the cinema? Yes. Didn't you have a theater here mm-hmm. in town? There was a, a cinema. Oh, well. Sarah's always telling me when I call it a theater. She says, no, a theater is where they have plays, dear. A cinema is where they show film. So, you know. What brought all you here to Innsmouth? Anyway, I mean, maybe that would assist me in giving you some ideas on where to go. Uh, Well, my wonderful friend Sam here, he wanted to, I believe, photograph some of the natural wildlife along the shores, on the beaches. No. Yeah, I I got word that some of the beaches were actually really nice here at the right time of day to be able to get a good photo. So I'm trying to get some things going for my newspaper. And I figured this would be a good thing to, to document 
get things going, find out more about Innsmouth? Well, um, it's, it's winter now, but you can, uh, go down to the beaches. I would definitely suggest the, not up around the harbor. You're just going to see way too many boats. The only wildlife you're going to see are those scavenger birds. But if you were to go more south, you definitely have a better shot. There's actual beach there. There's some lovely rock formations off the coast. That sounds absolutely lovely. Um, I don't think that we would have time to get there and back before dinner, would we? Oh, no, you can, I mean, probably walk down there and, and spend, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Enough time, I assume, Samuel, if I may call you Samuel, enough time, I assume, to scope out the area and get an idea of where you'd like to try to take those pictures probably at a much better time of day than the dreary, gloomy afternoon. Well, thank you, Mr. Collins. Yeah, and, and you can call me Samuel by all means. It's it's all good. Hmm. No, you guys could take a walk down there. And, and if it starts, you know, raining or the weather turns or you guys do find that you've lost track of time, well, just flag down any car that you see driving towards town and they'll be more than happy to give you a ride. Back to the inn. Well, thank you so much. I think we're going to take our leave if there's anything else, gentlemen. No. And you guys all head out. Are you driving or are you guys going to walk? I was planning on walking. Yeah, we can just walk and take a walk through, take a look at the town square and okay. other things that are going on. The beach and waterways are Bruno's priority. He grew up on the Jersey Beach coastline areas. That's the stuff that he's familiar with, so that's where he wants to start. So you follow a road along that waterway heading east. It'll take you kind of past the town square. You can kind of see it. You're kind of going around it, not through it. Very quaint, very picturesque, what you would normally imagine for a little New England town. As you guys are walking, you do see that the town is, you know, it's got traffic. There's people driving. There's people walking around. There's kids playing and whatnot. But as you continue to walk up that road, you'll end up at a T where you can kind of see the harbor entryway. And you'll see there are a lot of fishing boats going in and out. And, yes, that harbor has several piers. And there are several boats anchored in the middle of it. And there's a lot of congestion in that harbor. It's not open water by any stretch of the imagination. But you guys may roll if you are rolling. What would you like us to roll? I would go spot hidden. So we got a couple of things here to check out. We're just going to turn away as we, uh, oof. 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 This is just uh, really overwhelming. It's beautiful here. Beautiful. The people are just so lovely and so family-oriented. Just smiling at everyone, saying hello to the children. Bruno doesn't like it. Something's too perfect here. Could also be that I'm just familiar with how boardwalk-style areas are. 
It's a very nice, sweet little town. Everybody seems nice and friendly. There's lots of pride of ownership. You haven't walked through a bad area yet. But Bruno, you do notice that several people that you actually get close to as you're walking, some of them, not all of them, but some of them have the same appearance as the innkeeper to varying degrees, but all the earmarks, the bulgy eyes, the thick lips. I won't point it out here in the middle of the road. I don't know who's listening. But I will earmark that to mention later. But I'll turn to the group, so we should split up a little bit. I'll turn to Cookies. Do you do you want to go, or do you want me to go to take a look and see if... And then I'll point over toward the beaches they were in the, the film. Oh, I'd love to go. I haven't seen the ocean yet. I tell you, it ain't all it's cracked up to be. It's cold and wet. Beaches is nice, though. It smells nice. A little fishy, but kind of nice. Just like I get real big and just nodding along to when you say real fishy. And then I'll turn to, to Sam. Do you want to go with her and then take some, makes the, the camera clicky motions with his fingers? Yeah, I, I can go and do that. I mean, I can, I, I saw a little bit of. See if there's anything that's a little familiar over there, you know. Yeah. This way we can get maybe some pictures to to match up with the film. And then he'll get sad and kind of quiet for a moment. Slap fit on the back. You and me. And I'll point over towards a dock bar someplace around here. Oh, there is a bar over by the fish pack in place, I'm sure. And the beach that they're looking for is to the far south of your uh, map there. Would there be a bar during Prohibition? Well, there's a a place where men gather to commiserate about their day. Okay. There's a commiseration outpost by the fish packing place. Yeah, the two of us will head over there. Okay. Let's cut back to the inn. I don't want to leave Philip high and dry here. Philip, you are in your room and you are breaking out your tea service. That is correct. By this time, he has found the hot water. He has steeped his tea. He has treated with the lovable uh, Collinses for cream and and other uh, various sundries that are required for the ritual. He's also removed a leather-bound journal from his valise and a pen, and he is writing notes about the Collinses, about Innsmouth, about the drive up, almost as if he is keeping a diary. Hmm. Okay. While you are engrossed in your journal and sipping on your hot tea, there will be a soft knock at your door. Oh, yes. Do come in. You'll see Miss Ms. Collins, Sarah, who is uh, early 50s, very conservative dress, pearl necklace, low heels. Hair is done up in a uh, nice, not a bun, but just nicely uh, in an updo. She's got her little glasses with her little chain holding them on and uh, her little cardigan, little 
knitted shawl around her shoulders, and she is holding a small plate, and upon it sits biscuits. <gasps> biscuits. Little biscuits to go with your tea. And she'll walk up to you, smile, and she goes, I remembered a friend just came back, and she brought me some authentic English biscuits. I never really got a taste for them, but I thought perhaps you would like some to go with your tea. I would be delighted. Thank you so much. And he's going to gingerly take that plate and inhale the aroma and be reminded of home. You are reminded of home because the trademark, the stamp of the brand of these biscuits is that tourist low end that they always get the uh, the silly Americans with. This is not like the best biscuits, but you know what? It's biscuits nonetheless. Uh, it's the biscuits that you would buy at Dockside before boarding the ship to come back to America. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one. <laughs> and yet, Philip takes this in stride. Madam Collins, I do thank you so very much for these biscuits. They are indeed a keepsake of home, of which I hope to visit soon, but not today, of course. I am here in this wonderful seaside villa. Yes, yes. I, I'm so sorry to look at your journal uh, and pen laying out. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to disturb your writing. I, 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 like I said, I just wanted to to give you a little taste of home while you were visiting us here. And, and if there's anything I can do for you, please just say so. No, no, no. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. I thank you for your for your visit. Uh, although I do have uh, two small questions, if you would. Hmm. The first is, uh, you do happen to have a telephone that I could use at some point during the evening, yes? I must uh, phone those who are waiting to hear from me that we have arrived in Innsmouth. Oh. Yes, yeah, of, of course you can. We can get a call connected for you, sure. Ah, capital. Thank you very much. Uh, my second question. I came upon a peculiar film in uh, in New England that uh, was was set here in Innsmouth, and I was very curious about it. It is about a, a gentleman and a lady meeting upon a rocky beach. Now, I am certain that it is quite far-fetched to even think that you have heard of it, but uh, curiosity demands that I ask, have you, have you heard of such a film before? I believe it was on the very beach that we passed by coming here. She'll kind of look at you with a blank look and and she'll say, "No, I don't. I don't really care for the the cinema." Ah, well, tis a shame. I did not think that you would be knowledgeable of the film at all, but as I said, curiosity demanded that I asked. There is a cinema here, is there not? No, yes, there's a a cinema. It just it gets like. One terrible film, and and it runs it for a month, and you know it has like a, a matinee and then an evening. And Elijah always wants me to go see it, but I told him no, Elijah. The only true art form is theater. Ah, quite. I do agree. There are times that I, I sat with my dear friend Bertram in the Globe, but those were several years ago. I do hope to see uh, see it again, of course. Well. I certainly shan't keep you over long. I will uh, certainly be down for dinner, as I was told, at 5.30 sharp. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
We're going to have a New England staple. You're going to love it. Oh, can't wait. So nice when the house is full of. And at that, she'll kind of huddle off out of the room, close the door, and let you go back to your writing. And he'll write a couple more notes. Primarily, nobody seems to know of the film. Cinema still exists. These biscuits are terrible yet familiar. What have the others found? Question mark. Let's go to Finn and Bruno first before we get to the beach, because I think it would take a little longer for them to get to the beach. What would I roll to see if I know what Darkhold is? Occult. Also, I'm really tired of you guys disparaging. Curator Doyle. That's all I'm saying. He seems like a very friendly person. No, oh, he was friendly, all right. See here. The man's expertise is so thin you would place it upon a desk and put a teacup on top of it. That's why they call them doilies. Never hated you more. <laughs> but you do have to get those items written up for Patterson. Details of the movie. What is the role to write out an official report? I would say library use. Because <laughs> I feel like it was the kind of game that is going to have something like that. Look at you. Philip knows how to write a good apology. Bruno does not. Well. <laughs> Was that your full report? Uh, yeah, that's the full okay. report since Philip did actually get to, quote unquote, watch the movie. Quote unquote. Yes. Yes. All right. So Bruno and Cookie are really of no help. Thank goodness Sam and um, Philip have watched the movie, quote unquote. Finn, are you going to? Add yours to see if you can assist a little bit, make it a little more complete. Well, he, oh, I guess because he did notes of other stuff, sure. You did observe. Yeah, and you watched the watchers. Man, we wow. are not good wow. at paperwork. <laughs> you are amazing at that. <laughs> You're on fire today, Ben. <laughs> That's a wow. 97 for the roll, guys. Do you want to spend 47 luck points? <laughs> Even if I had 47 luck points, no. <laughs> no. Okay. All this crap that uh, Philip doesn't care. Philip was told to write an apology. It wasn't going to be a good one. I'm sorry, you're an asshole. Yeah, I'm hearing a very backhanded apology right now. Yes. Are you surprised? Not in the slightest. <laughs> well done, Philip. Well done. I mean, it's called language own for a reason. <laughs> Do you want to spend seven luck to make that an extreme success? I'm good with hard. I don't really want to put any more effort into it than I have to. Curator Doyle isn't worth that much effort. Precisely. Even though he truly is. He's the hero of the tale. You guys just don't realize it. He He lost a crazy man's book, and he put another crazy man's book on display. 
This is November 13th, 2019, Call of Cthulhu, The Inn at Innsmouth. It's within the inn at Innsmouth. Finn gets the one room he didn't want, right next to Philip. Well, you are the youngest, and everybody else had called a room, and I'm sorry. Next time, make a character of age. (sighs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. I feel your pain, though. You can sleep in the car. What time of year is it? Winter. Yeah, nope. In New England. Yeah, nope. You can call up your girlfriend. Wow. She's wow. in Arkham, which is a little bit farther from here. And and Salt and Wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Broke up. You know. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. Oh. Would there be a bar during Prohibition? Well, there's a, a place where men gather to commiserate about their day. Okay. You'll learn that whenever you get a wife. Damn. Wow. <laughs> you guys are really ah. going hard on him. He just got dumped. It's going to be so much fin burning in the outtakes. So Do we need some ointment for that burn? <laughs> hey, I said when he's going to get a wife. I didn't say if he ever gets a wife. I at least gave him some credit. Along with that salt in the wound. (laughs) Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get it without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.